0: Welcome back to the Mac Gamble Podcast. This next episode is joined with Augustus Britton, also known as Gus Britton. <sighs> An amazing conversation. Um, him and his brother two beautiful souls that dive deep into conversations about life, about the universe, about God's plans and God's will. And they're just, these two boys speak to my soul and I was so grateful to be able to get um, Gus on for a pod, Uh, he lives in California, amazing human, beautiful connection, amazing episode, we just dropped right in and and we just went to all different parts of life and we just, yeah, we just went there, so a soul-filling conversation uh, and it was very, I was very grateful to be able to sit down with Gus, I know this won't be the last episode uh and yeah this was an amazing conversation so strap yourself in and enjoy
1: do it yeah uh welcome back episode 35 of the mac gamble podcast we've got the uh the man himself augustus Britton, also known as gus um man i hear your voice through my headphones multiple hours a day and it's
2: absolutely beautiful to have you on Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you so much, man. It's so it's so good to be here and it's cool. It's amazing to uh It's amazing to find each other this way. You know, I think that's one of the beautiful uh virtues of technology and you know, I think social media falls under that umbrella and you know, we or I could speak for myself, I do a lot of in the past, maybe not so much now, a lot of denigrating technology and social media in particular, but there's a lot of things that can come out of it that are beautiful and, you know, amazing. And this is, this is a case of that, you know, you're, you're across the world from me and we get to connect. I mean, that's, that's unheard of. So, so, it's great to be here. That's, that's a long-winded way of saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, brother. I, it's funny you say that because it was only this
1: week that I had a realization in myself that me and my phone have to build a healthy relationship together. And I've got to find a little bit of a distance of knowing that I'm in control of clicking on the device and scrolling and endlessly tapping into certain things on the phone rather than, you know, being present in this external world. So it was only this week at the start of the week, I just surrendered to the attachment and then said, right, how am I going to build a little bit of a distance between me and and this device that I feel is always attached to me 24 hours a day?
2: Right. Absolutely. You know, and it's really it's really on us. You know, it's like the phone isn't picking us up you know, the phone isn't, nobody's making us look at the phone, you know, it's on us, you know, it's like, it's like when you have an issue with somebody and you want to create a boundary, you know, that boundary doesn't have anything to do with them now, you know, it's your prerogative to create the boundary now, you know, we can, we can look out all we want, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, when we're seeking a solution, then it's really us that needs to uphold that solution. Yeah, I agree. And especially
1: knowing that if you do start to disconnect and try and find those hours where you're detached from the phone, but then you grab it and you dive into the rabbit hole of social media you, 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 it's very easy to let yourself down when no one else is around. It's very mm-hmm. easy to, and then you just go, fuck it. I'm just going to sit on this four or five hours later goes, you could have been writing, you could have gone for a walk, meditated, but you know, you've know you decided, you've made a decision. Um, And that was me started this week. I'm like the decisions and the decisions I make and the action I take in this moment can bring a little bit of peace in the next moment you know, whether I pick up the phone or not, you know, it's, it's all up to us 100%.
2: Right, right. And I think that's a process, you know, it's a process. And, you know, it's all, you know, new behavior is just part of the process. So I think something that something that we can't get into is beating ourselves up over anything you know it's just you know even even having the awareness i believe is a victory you know and and um you know there's a lot of gratitude to be had in that you or i are you know, may, may not be people who can't even have the awareness around their behavior, you know, yeah. cause there's people that are probably living much less consciously than we are. Yes. You know? So, so there's gratitude to be had everywhere. And I just think that as long as we don't, you know, weaponize the new, you know, the new things we find when we're, you know, growing our awareness and our consciousness, then it's all good. Just recognizing it as more information. I mean, this is all so much easier said than done a lot yeah. of the time. And you know, I thought I thought it was interesting the 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 podcast I listened to you of. You know, you said something that made me laugh. You were like. And I don't know the entire context of your journey, of course, I, but you had said something like, you know, am I going crazy? Are people thinking I'm crazy? And I'm sure you had endless encounters with this, where it's like the new awareness and new consciousness you, you have and are cultivating is just bringing up thing after thing that you have to look at. You know, and it's all new behavior, it's new brain behavior, and it's also new spirit behavior. And 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 that takes time. Yeah. So 100 100 percent brother. And
1: and you know, the way I obviously come across uh your page and, and who you are was um it all started with a random uh pod with Jarrett. So it started with the soul of Jared, the man himself, wherever he okay. is at the moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then it and then it went to obviously Ebb, and then through okay. Ebb, I ended up down memory lane with you mm-hmm. and him, and just yeah, yeah. and I think what was really nice is you know I, I wanted this conversation to be a mixed blend of you know who you are as a person and what you've been through, but just to drop and allow whatever to come through because when you and your brother sit, it's like an energy field. That just, you guys are both taken over and there's right. just, just, just presence that just comes through rather than the, the, you know, just whatever the story is, it's like, what are people going to feel in this moment from just listening? And that's when I ended up listening to every single episode you guys have done. And it was right. just a different context of energy that I could
2: feel mm. because it was whatever was going on in that moment. Right. Right. I love that, man. It's it's uh, That's funny you found me through Jared. I, I, I thought you found me through Eb, through my brother, Eben. Well, it went one, then the other. So I found, so Jared and Eb did pods.
1: Oh, okay. Then went to Eb and then Eb and you. But then I noticed and felt that the pods that you guys did, it just dropped down a different right. layer. It was just two brothers right. and, and an energy field in itself right. of, of just truth and in and, and whatever's going on in this moment within you, which entail will bring out whatever is people going on in this moment. You know, the yeah. childhood stories are great. How you got into this, which I'd love how you sort of stepped on this path. I sort of know a little bit with your mom being a Yogi and, yeah. and 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 obviously learning through that, but, you know, I think I want to start sort of moving through where you are in this moment and and how you're feeling and what's been happening as of late.
2: Yeah. Well, first I want to say something about the my my brother thing. You know, I think that's a that's a blessing um when him and I do our conversations together because we know each other so well that there's no uh there's no um restriction on anything that we're you know saying, you know, and we can also challenge each other as well you know i think sometimes it could potentially sound like him and i are in an echo chamber because because we agree so much but i think that is sort of chalked up to there's there's truth that sometimes just can't be denied and doesn't need to doesn't need to be argued you know there's spiritual axioms that you don't need to argue but aside from that, anyway, you know just just to your point of the energy field, I think that Eb and I are able to riff off of each other in a way that you know, because I've I've interviewed a lot of people and you know because I because I'm a journalist too and I've done quite a few interviews and when you're doing that and you don't know somebody intimately and I know my brother intimately, you know, if the other person isn't fully available for however intimate you want to be, then that's going to, that's going to be harder to move into, you know, like Eb, Eb and I can get as deep as we need to in the first minute, you know, it's not like we need to really warm up, you know? Yeah. So, so I just want to, yeah i appreciate that and i believe that that's why him and i continue to do it because we love to do it and you know i i feel like we always learn stuff out of it you know so that's beautiful and and where's the where do you feel as though
1: because you know you you where do you feel as though you are sitting at the moment in in
2: this this so-called life that we're up to i mean at the moment i'm um I feel like I'm in, uh, (laughs) I'm in a, I'm definitely in a transition. You know, I, uh, I don't know when we're not in a transition, but maybe there's some transitions that feel bigger than others. And I feel like I'm in a particularly larger transition. Um, I will say, I've been on a journey of sobriety over the last year and 8 months and that's really shifted my spiritual practice how i look at myself how i do outside therapy you know getting clear um and i just do it one day at a time yeah but what that's but but where i am now it's like this whole thing has opened up new frontiers for me in terms of my potential and potential i think can be scary because in the realm of potential it's all about the unknown you know so it's so i'm in this place of this consistent practice of just coming back to today just just get back to today just be here right now you know and and because it's funny, in, in hindsight, everything is perfect, you know. In in my in my experience, you know, yeah. in hindsight, it all feels perfect, and I can totally recognize it as God's plan. And I don't believe in regret. I don't think regret is a God centric belief. I don't think it's a it's I don't think it's a I don't think it, 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 regret is a self-will paradigm. It's not a God's will paradigm to me. But, you know, I'm saying this because, you know, with my new phase of growth, it's brought on a lot of challenges. And sometimes I don't feel up for the challenge. Sometimes I do. And what happens in those times when I don't feel up for the challenge? You know, that's when I really have to get into my spirituality and, and get into my faith. I mean, it's really easy to practice faith when things are going your way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's no atheists in foxholes as they say, Yeah, you know? So I'm in a real, like, I'm in a real, um, new recognition and new realm of faith and spirituality and God in my life right now. And you know that that's what
1: it always ends up coming back to, you know, coming back to that faith, coming back to that, knowing that there's a power out there that's higher than both of us. That's controlling this vessel when, and, and day by day, things are perfect. It's just our perception of them. And, and do you, do you feel as though sometimes you get attached into the, um the expectation and the, and the, the the self-validation that you feel as though you might necessarily need
2: to what you look like to the world. Absolutely. I mean I heard you I heard you talk about that when in in the podcast I listened to. And it's interesting, I was in a I was in an AA meeting. I go to AA meetings occasionally. I'm not I'm not I'm not like a drunk. Like that's not I go I go to it for it because it's a spiritual Place for me because yeah. I grew up going to it because my mom like it's it's a place where you can get a really solid spiritual practice I'm not here condone I'm not here telling people they should do it and that's not what this is about but I was in a meeting and I've heard it a thousand times I've heard people say that a thousand times I I you know I was in the meeting and the leader of the meeting who was sharing, you know, sharing their story was saying, you know, I I was always concerned what people were thinking of me. And I sort of went, no, that's not me. That's, That's never really been me. But that's so me. I mean, it's so true. You know, I so relate to that. And we all probably relate to it in our own way. I don't exactly know how you perceive that. But for me, what I went to was. When I'm in a place where I'm concerned how people see me in my healing process, in my recovery process, then I can't be messy. I can't be human because being human is being messy. And that and those two healing and messiness are parallel. They 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 go together, <laughs> you know. Healing is not like, I'm fine. I'm f-. Healing is where you say, I'm not fine. Mm-hmm. Please see me not being fine. I mean, yes, see me being fine also. It's the whole, mm-hmm. it's the whole, um, it's everything. But, you know, but that really dawned on me. And, you know, thank you for bringing that up again. Because like, dude, they do not go well together in, in, in the spiritual journey. Like if I, that's why Ramdas is so powerful for me in all out of all of the spiritual teachers, because he's always talking about how, how he's a person, you know, he's always talking about how messy he's been. Like that's really helpful.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: You know what I'm saying? So yes, I do relate to what you're talking about. Yeah, Ramdas is most definitely one of the people
1: that sort of kicked me off this journey because what I found was the spiritual concept of what he was talking about. He always wrapped that little one or two lines of being a human within that. So we're not striving to be, if I just become Ramdas, then everything will go away. Or if I just become that person that's a little bit further than me, then that's when I'll receive the thing. You know, it's, you are the thing, you are all of it wrapped in one and you just enjoy the fruits and the loins of some days you're going to be more human-like and live more of that, that world. And that's okay. Where sometimes you're going to be floating through this earth, you know, and don't get me wrong. If we, if we could just be all floating, then what would be sitting here talking about? It's the human-like right. stuff is the stuff that goes, Fuck. I remember when I went through that or felt that. So I most definitely resonate when it comes to Ram dust, but also in itself, that whole attachment of, I know when I'm in an insecure state, I'm very honed in on what people think of me. I'm very, and that's when I know I'm not coming back to my faith or my practices, because it's irrelevant of how many fucking likes I get. It's irrelevant of how many followers that come through, you know, and that's where I think that social media thing can sometimes put you in a reactive state because you're going on there to find a dopamine hit, but it didn't hit some sort of criteria. Then it's like, well, how can I, then you go to extremes of how can I be seen more where it's like, you don't need to be seen. You are everything in itself.
2: Right. Right. Well, you know, what comes up for me with that is that saying of one is too many and a thousand's not enough. So you know, you get a thousand likes, you want 10,000, you get 10,000, you want a hundred thousand, you get a hundred thousand, you want a million, you know, it never ends. It never ends. So that whole paradigm is now ne- is a never ending fucking disaster. And then. um, Wait, what were we saying? You were saying something. Uh,
1: wrapped in the expectation of what we, the way we see ourselves
2: yeah oh this is what i was going to say because eb and i have talked about this a lot i think tupac said it where he was like i may i may not be the person that's going to change the world but i may be the guy that inspires somebody to do so yeah you know Mm -hmm. um so you know and eb and i have talked like is one not enough like, is it not enough to save one person's life? That's not enough for you? Yeah. Not you, me, but me, everybody. Yeah. Like, that's not yeah. enough. You can't just save one. I mean, yes, let's strive to save ho- however many or help however many as possible. But like, you know, like you're saying, these sort of impossible criterias, you know. Um, for instance, with my book, like, I'm consistently trying to get it out there more, but I've had people say to me, dude, your book was super inspiring in terms of me starting writing again. You know, how many people do I need to say that to feel <laughs> like the book is validated? <laughs> you are, the, you are the thing. We don't need anything else.
1: Yeah. 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 I love that. And just touching on the book, brother,
2: I um, I'm about, nearly halfway. Yeah. It starts starts to get fun after the halfway point. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What I've, (laughs) what, what brother, what I've got from
1: this book in itself is two things, the excitement of the short stories, Mm. because I feel like I'm watching a mini series, you know, and it's like, but they're not, they're not in any sort of sequence. It's, completely the next story is completely different to the story before which is beautiful in itself but also the level of truth Mm. and I wouldn't mind touching on that truth of when and I know you've grown up with with it in the family but I wouldn't mind strolling back down memory lane before we dive deeper into the book as to when this all sort of kicked into gear and actually felt you actually felt what was happening. Cause obviously there was people around you moving in that space, your mum included, but when did it really, when did the penny drop and it really start to go, okay, there's a, there's a, there's a power out here that I need, I need to connect with.
2: In terms of writing. Uh, in
1: terms of this whole spiritual path. Oh, Okay. When, when did you start to cultivate a feeling inside? Because obviously there was people around you that were moving in with this, but
2: when did it? You know, part of me wants to say that it's it's being cultivated from the beginning, mm. you know, but because because if I look back, there's layers of oh, this happened, then it sent me in that trajectory. Oh, this happened, then it sent me in that trajectory. You know, um, but the consciousness I have now where I feel like I'm acutely awake to life was probably really opened up maybe like like two years ago. I was in a relationship that was extremely challenging and it opened me up to the recognition that I needed help in certain ways that I had never been able to get help before. Yep. Um, which is interesting. Well, primarily because I realized, okay, if I don't get help, I'm never going to be able to be in the relationship I'd like to be in my life. Yeah. And then that then that opened up into if I don't get help, I feel as if I'm never going to be able to live up to my potential that I Mm -hmm. feel is in there that I can kind of see in my mind's eye. Yeah. So, but then there were things before that, that was just all leading up to that, you know, I do think, I do think, uh you you mentioned my mother you know she she really opened up the spiritual door for our family and particularly my brother and I um with her sobriety and working the 12 steps which gave her this foundation of spiritual of of god of high, of a higher power in her life and then that catapulted her into becoming a yogi yes No. my brother and i we've been doing yoga like since we were 10 and this isn't just hatha yoga which is the postural aspect of yoga this is like the spiritual aspects of yoga and the literature so um dude, it's a journey, man. I, I, you know, I I feel like I, my first memory is being on an airplane going through a tornado in my mother's arms as a baby. Is that when it all started? You know what I mean? Is that when the the spiritual awakening began? Potentially, probably. So I think it's all, it's all part of it, man. And it's It's constantly, it's constantly evolving. It's constantly moving. I love that yep.
1: man yeah it's, and it just and it just in, in, in itself it just feels like you just drop deeper and deeper into just deeper levels of consciousness and then you know you start to feel as though you get a bit of traction and then it drops again and then it drops again but then the 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 feelings become a lot harder to handle I feel the things that you sort of move through you sort of feel them a lot more. Do you sort of feel that? Yes,
2: yes. Yeah. You know, you like, like you said, you drop deeper. Then the horizon changes again. You drop deeper. Then the horizon changes again. Yeah. And I think, I think it's interesting. It's like an interesting thing that goes in tandem because I, I think what you're saying is probably true in that. It it feels deeper and. I don't know what the word would be more challenging in a way, but you have more tools, so it's like, and you have sharper tools, so it's yeah. an interesting juxtaposition in in my experience, you yeah. know, yeah, and and because I feel like, as sorry you go. Well, there's that saying, God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. Yeah, which is, is interesting. Yeah, you know,
1: hundred percent. And even even in itself with the brothers. Sorry, brother. I'm it says it says to upgrade at the top. So I'm trying to upgrade as you're talking. <laughs> but um that's why I'm sort of moving it, through. Dude. Whatever you gotta do. Yeah, yeah let's see me... but, but um it's right. I can mold them together. Anyways, you know what? Fuck it. We'll keep going and then we'll jump back off and re-jump back on if I have to.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: because I can I'll save this recording and then we'll go again in two. But yeah, brother, I just and I just that's where I feel like. When you boys do talk, the level of truth that comes through is just, it hits home. It's like removing the mask, removing the roles. How about I just be in this conversation and just allow whatever to come through without trying to achieve anything to receive anything. You know, right. there's there's no one or two lines to be seen hoping that that will create something. It's just that that knowing of, I'm just going to speak exactly how I feel. And that's where that layer of peace feels personally for me when I can drop with someone and just be there, you know, and just be accessible to listen consciously, feel it, and then project whatever comes through the other end and, and that level of peace. And I know that's where Eckhart sort of moves towards, but it is so powerful. The present moment when you can really feel, that this moment is the only moment that's real, but also the feelings that come in this moment is the only thing that's actually authentic because the feeling of what happened two years ago might still arise, but it is, you know, illusionary to this moment, you know, and or what could potentially happen moving forward is an illusionary to what's in this moment. So that's where I feel a lot of power comes from the presence
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it, every spiritual teacher, I mean, I think their biggest thing is just be here, be here now, be present. I mean, it's like, I don't know what else they would even need to say. And, um, you know, we love to create drama, you know, humans are drama creators, when, when you're living in a, in a certain place of consciousness, you know, you create drama to then validate your existence. So, you know, that becomes, that becomes an interesting game when you level up in your consciousness, because you're going, what, what is, what even matters right now? What am I even doing? You know, like, I'm just, uh, okay, I guess I'll, you know, so how do you participate in the world in that way? You know, what is, you know, hopefully you're not creating, I think it goes from drama to service. Mm. So you figure out how to make your dharma or your work, whatever you're doing, a a drama creation to like a service uh, opportunity. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 it does. Because it is. And
1: anytime that we get caught up in that, you know, it's funny when we organize this conversation. I I observed the ego come through of Mm. what are we going to talk about? How's it going to run? Do you have to do a a spreadsheet? Like, and it's like how the mind will come up with a solution to like, not a problem, but just have it already. And I just sat there and went, Oh, how beautiful is that? That my ego, my ego is running wild as to how this conversation is going to play out, you know? And, and that's where I just went. You know, I think learning about the separation of the ego and understanding that it's gonna play games, it's gonna wrap itself up. Um, and and when we organized the pod, it all I knew it was gonna come up and it came up and it was like a, a screen that popped up and it was, how's it gonna run? What's it gonna look like? Do you have to organize anything? You better get reading the book, you better do this, blah, blah, blah. And I just seen it all and I went, that's beautiful, you know, how. How and you know? I think you know. In life, in itself, you can get caught in that. You can get caught in the illusionary of what the ego wants to tell you, what the 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 woulds, the wouldn'ts, the shoulds, the shouldn'ts, and and stuff like that. And I just observed it. Went, oh yeah, that's beautiful. We'll we'll talk about whatever we talk about, and I'll let
2: it all come through. Most people are caught in it. I mean, most people are caught in the drama. A a, a, an imagined drama. I mean, I get caught in it too. I'm not I'm not immune to anything I'm saying. Um, but the blessing is the more awareness you you cultivate, the less you're willing to create the drama. First of all, and then when the drama comes up, the less time you spend in the drama. Yeah, you know, because I'm you know I live in a solution paradigm now. Yeah, the drama comes up, the shit comes up that I have no idea how to move through. But what's the solution? Because I don't really have the option to sit in the drama for longer than however long it takes me to get back grounded again.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, even
1: the, um, you know, I think even that little thing that just happened there in itself. It's beautiful when you're on the other line with someone that just accepts it as it is, because (laughs) usually in those moments, you get this feeling of, Oh, how's it going to happen? And this is a prime scenario. This is live that, you know, I had, I was on the wrong zoom account and it it was stopping. So then we had to restart, but it's that feeling of it's okay, brother. It's exactly what the moment is in this moment. Let's just let's roll with it, you know. And we create this self resistance, this resistance on ourselves when it comes to not being able to accept the moment. Um, Right. Yeah. Personally, for me, in my experiences, is when I'm not accepting the moment, it's because there's something within me that's being triggered that I necessarily haven't observed or felt. So Uh something externally might be happening and I get wound up and it's because I'm not sitting in my truth, whether, and it's, and it's funny how it's all self-made, you know, it's all, it's all internal.
2: Right. Yeah, man. Fuck it. You know, if the podcast, you know, gets erased, fuck it. You know, if, if the podcast drops out, okay. You know, it's like, um, it's all good. It's all good. And, you know, if the other person on the line gets pissed off, that's their problem. If you get pissed off, that's your problem, you know, and you know, what is really important? I mean, yeah, I'm not saying be a nihilist, you know, things are important and like, let's, let's, let's make things happen, but, you know, acceptance of you know, what is, 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 is really, uh, back to the just being human thing, dude, back to the, just allowing it to be messy and whatever it is. It's like, it's not that big of a deal. I'm not even talking about this. I just mean in the Royal sense, like it's, it's, it's all good. There's so much gratitude to be had in all of it, you know? Um, yeah so just paying attention to that is is super, super key
1: even Ramdas is one of Ramdas's you know things is I wish people didn't get on the path because you can get so caught up in trying to stick to the path, but the human-like version of ourselves comes through, and that's where we're just touching on I was waiting for it to come back was this internal journey of self-healing and discovery can sometimes turn something that's happened from you sitting with it for three weeks to sitting with it for maybe three days or three hours or 30 minutes, which in turn, once you overcome whatever's going on, brings you back to the present moment. Mm-hmm. See, I noticed earlier on in the journey, it was, you know, understanding what this was all about. And now I look at things that I used to necessarily hold on to for maybe three weeks. Now mm-hmm. it's could be three hours, and it's such a beautiful thing to go. Wow! I used to hold on to that for mm-hmm. a lot longer now. So, yeah. and that 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 chaos is always going to be there.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a really important aspect of, um, you know, of being on a spiritual journey and growing is honoring our growth. You know, I have to come back to that consistently. You know. I'm not where I was three months ago. Certainly not where I was six months ago. A thousand percent not where I was a year ago. You know what I mean? So just recognizing like you're growing where I'm growing, you're growing where, you know, when you're on the spiritual path, evolution is about growing. You know, sometimes it feels super incremental and like nothing's happening but something's happening you know even that even the awareness to be able to say and express it feels like nothing is happening is something actually happening cuz you're deepening your awareness around you know even just the possibility of change you know um you know just like you know like for instance with 12 steps like the first step, you don't really do anything. you just you just become aware of it. We admit we admitted we were powerless, you know. So just that surrender is is, you know, you haven't even really done anything yet other than express that something needs to change. And that change has already sprouted now. Yeah. So, um yeah. I think it's, 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 it's all a process.
1: And Hen, where's things been as of late for you, brother? Where do you, where are things moving to this transitional period you're talking about? What are you feeling into what's
2: coming through? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of new work stuff for me. You know, a lot of new frontiers of work that I've never really felt the sense of self, the capital S self, uh the ability to be available for um and be awake for and conscious for and the you know being awake and available for success and failure yeah you know not shying away from either one being in acceptance of you know, what can sometimes feel like a radical acceptance of God's will for me. Um, And success too. Success is really interesting. You know, my dad used to say, are you afraid of, uh, are you afraid of success? And he's telling that to me as a kid, which is not really something a kid really understands, but looking back on it, he was actually afraid of success. That's why he was saying it to me. That's why he was expressing it. I didn't, at that time, I didn't know what success or failure was. You know, I'm a child. Yeah. He was actually afraid of success, which has pretty much become clear. I mean, God bless him. I love him. I, I hope he gets all the success he can get. But living to our potential is really, uh, I think it's a really interesting thing. And It's probably why a lot of people, I want to say it's why people shy away from like a path like we're on because you start to see your potential. But I don't think you can shy away from it because once it's, once the door is open, the door is open. I think it's why a lot of people subconsciously shy away from it. And sort of don't let themselves be as large and beautiful as they can be because of that fear. And, and, and what is it maybe? It's maybe a fear of being just fully seen in life, just yeah. fully seen. Um. So I think that's where I'm at, you know, like really like growing into being available for my potential in both ways the good and the bad yeah
1: because we with, yeah. with that with that success thing that you're bringing up it's it's so true that
2: we want to be seen but on our terms yeah that yeah. that there there's no our terms in this game as far as I know there's yeah. no our terms dude there's a very big differentiation between self-will and god's will Mm -hmm. and what does that mean self-will is when you are trying to control the scenario Mm -hmm. god's will is when you're available for whatever the outcome is back to the expectations topic Mm -hmm. you know when you're in self-will you're trying to you're living in expectations Mm -hmm. and it's very hard to live that way i know that way firsthand This is something that I continuously work on, and um, yeah, that's that's a that's a really. And then, how do you move from self will to God's will? I think it's prayer, it's meditation, it's having conversations like this, it's reading certain literature it's continuing to open up and get aware and get closer to what you really want to do closer to your dharma and then you just start to know like you're 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 i i believe myself my capital s self lives in my intuition so i start to know what the what the right next action is supposed to be i i start you start to get that space between what the next indicated positive indicated action is supposed to be becomes smaller and smaller. Whereas previously it was days away. You have no idea, you know, but but then you do this work and you get closer and you know, okay, that's kind of what I need to do next to help myself and in turn help the world. Yeah. Because
1: I feel as though the 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 doing and the being is an interconnecting Section where it needs to be you can't just sit and be all day Mm -hmm. where you can't be stuck in the doing without Mm -hmm. cultivating the practices to sit in the beingness so finding that nice balance of moving without force and just Mm -hmm. observing the things that are coming through but staying in uh, staying on top of the practices that keep you in that beingness so when it does come through, you can effortlessly open the door rather than sporadically opening the door or trying to close the door as such.
2: Yeah. And that brings up for me, faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. You know, like you're saying, you can't just have faith and sit there and say, God, just show me what to do. You know, it doesn't really work that way. You got to get on your feet start moving through things that feel un uh, you know awkward uncomfortable unknown that's the works aspect of it and you bring faith into that equation you and you blend those two yeah what are your what are your go-to practices i mean i have a meditation practice prayer uh i meet with guys you know, consistently, and speak my truth. Beautiful. Uh, I ha- I have a community, of fellowship of guys that I can speak my truth to, and they can speak their truth to me. Mm-hmm. Um, That's I exercise.
0: I, Just I have
2: female. I have females, but I have females, but I have a particular group of guys that I do that with. Beautiful. Um. Exercise whatever that is for me. I get bored a lot. So I like to mix up my exercise. It could be weights. It could be tennis. It could be jujitsu. It could be boxing. You know, I mix it up. Um, Food and then my work, you know, continuing to get closer to my work. And what it, what does my work look like as service? Because ultimately that's as far as i can tell that's what really matters you know how am i how am i contributing positively to the world um yeah and i also that. want to say uh, something you know you can live in self-will and become really successful you can live in self-will and become a billionaire or a millionaire or whatever you know but how do you feel i mean i think it's i think it's you know it's 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 all relative. And it's 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 intuitive for every person. So I'm sitting here going, you know, I got to live in God's will to be successful or whatever. And somebody might say, well, I don't believe in God and I'm super successful. Well, okay, but how do you feel? Mm. Success is success is probably relative, right? I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, when, when my brother went to the NFL, he had tons of money and we had all the things you could want, and we weren't a modicum of as happy and content as we are now mm-hmm. with none of those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds so cliche, but it's true, you know? It's like, where where is your, your wealth coming from, you know? Mm-hmm. I think, I think
1: Jim Carrey has a quote of, I wish everyone would become successful and famous mm-hmm. to realize it's, it's absolutely irrelevant," right. you know? Right. And, exactly. and I think it's, I think it's, you know, I touched on it in a pod I did recently was we think there's a thing out there or there's people that know more than us or that have the answers, you know, and, yeah. and yeah. We, we have those answers within us. And it's our own story as to what fills up our cup, personally, and what, you know, defining the feeling of what success looks like comes down to service, comes down to fulfillment, because as you said, you can be rich and famous and get all the things, but you're still left with this emptiness of, well, it must be the next thing, you know, and, and get caught up on that. And even I think it was last time you and your brother threw down on the pod and, like I'm touching back on that because what it was, was, and I feel as though it needs to be expressed more is people need to learn how to not only drop into presence, but peel back the layers and really open up into what you're actually feeling rather than what you think you feel, what you th- want other people to think about you. You know, the feelings that come up, Um, just listening to you boys is like, truth yeah. you know there's no and even in the book which I'd love to touch on we can segue to that is that I'm I'm like 5 6 pages in and laughing because you go you're talking about having your hand up a girl's skirt does she have a dick does she not <laughs> no. right. and you know and then you and then you like you know she's she's um uncertain about you know life in itself which is me as well you know and right. Right. and I love that it's like the vulnerability wrapped in the truth of right. what is ever going on in this moment, you know? Uh,
2: yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's a lot of that in that book. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so different than I, than I am in them, in that book. And I'm also not, you know, mm. I'm not so different, you know, it's, it's a piece of me. It's a part of me and it's a part of who I was. It's a part of who I am. Um. It's a part of my journey. Um, you know, it's it, that, you know, it's words on awakening. It's how to kill a white man. Words, you know, colon, words on awakening. You know, that that book, all those stories is is an aspect of my process. It's some of the shit that I needed to do to come to the place I'm at now, you know. I mean wait till you get to the story the Bukowski never did this story I mean that's like a desire material nightmare fantasy you know of these guys thinking they have it all but it's it's ultimately just moving them to a deeper level of self-realization whether they know it or not and I think the I think the entire existence of everybody on the planet is to at some point in their soul's journey is to become enlightened whether it happens in this lifetime or 10 lifetimes from now or 100 lifetimes from now your entire journey as far as i can tell is moving you toward becoming enlightened you know Is that potentially being expedited in today's world with the proliferation of information through social media and awareness of God, potentially? I mean, that could be another virtue of social media. Is there something deeper going on where God is controlling the whole thing and sort of saying, okay, I'm going to enlighten you guys faster than in, say, 1900 when you couldn't access any of this information? I don't know. But ultimately, I think everybody is moving towards self realization, yeah. whether they know they're on that path or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. You can feel that, you know, even in the Western world, like in Sydney, you know, Australia, a lot of more people are more, more, more moving into feeling. You know, we've got our areas populated with gyms and, you know, steroid use and and just the way that you look, where, You know, being in the gym scene and owning a gym myself, everyone's more moving into feeling now. And it's Mm. then they don't know why. They just say, I just, I just want to feel better about myself. And I think, you know, the whole COVID shit really spun people around and shook up the world rather than you dive into more fear states or you go, hang on a minute, this is, you know, I'm not going to be dictated because that's where my awakening happened during COVID. I just said, I just can't handle this feeling anymore. And, picked up a book and there was a Celestine prophecy. And the next thing you know, I'm feeling all these feelings um, mm. where life looked good before it, you know? And like I said, in the pod, I was, thought I was losing my mind, but it was really just attaching
2: from it and coming back into feeling. That's amazing. I love that, dude. Yeah, I think I think it is happening. I think it's happening these days and we can't deny it. You know, I've said this thing you know, with my brother and, you know, if there's any uh, yoga scholars, don't quote me on this, but I'm, you know, this is this is what I've gleaned uh, from my brother and I and what we've read. You know, prior to COVID, we were in the Kali Yuga. Yugas are like epics of time in the yogic timetable. And I think they can last centuries prior to COVID. We were in the Kali Yuga Kali is the goddess of destruction. When COVID happened, we went through to the new Yuga Y U G A. We went through the, to the new epoch of time, which, and now we're in the Sat Yuga S A T Sat in Sanskrit is truth. So we're in this new age of truth. Wow. where we can't deny shit anymore. We can't say, oh yeah, I'm feeling great when you're actually feeling like shit, you know? And look at how all of that coincided with fake news. All of these pop culture things. Is COVID real? Is it this? Is, like, there was all of this stuff of what's real. What do I believe? What's happening? And it launched us. We're now in this new age of truth. Where And you can't deny your existence anymore. I mean, you can't drink or, you know, get stoned enough to deny your existence. And I think that truth aligns with feeling, obviously
1: thinking and seeing, you know, the people that used to worry about the way that they looked. Now people are more honed in on how they feel, you know, Mm -hmm. because you can look great. You can be jacked up. You can have all this stuff. But inside, if you're crumbling, you can't up, obtain that look. Sooner right. or later, something's going to give. Right. And then you've got to actually become conscious about how you actually feel, which in turn makes you look better.
2: Yes. Yes, of
1: you course. Know? Of course. Yeah. yeah, And I love, bro, you know, I'm. I love the truth that you and your brother throw down with, you know, it's just more and more people just listening to you guys talk, like I said, there's, you know, people out there that are, it's, that's why technology is so great, because when I listen to you boys talk, it's straight to my soul. It's it's the truth of whatever's happening in the moment. So that's mm. where I can feel myself. Like sometimes I've done a full gym workout, gone for a walk and, you know, done some stuff. And I'm like, don't even remember where time just went because you right. and your brother just drop. And, you know, I I think I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of people here that that truth, what that does for me personally is allows me to access parts of myself because you boys have done that.
2: Right, right. Well, hey, man, thank you. I'm grateful for that. And, you know, I think we just we just look to show up and express the truth of where we are in that moment. You know, I don't think any of it is dogma for us. We know that this could change and, you know, we're just expressing what we feel like the truth is. And sometimes the truth is messy. Sometimes the truth hurts, you know, sometimes Eb says his truth and I say my truth and we see how we can come together. And, you know, I think so much of it is about hearing each other too. We just got to hear each other. You know, we live in so much division these days you know, I live in a country where our political system is built on two parties. How does that ever work? You know, it's like, I don't, I don't know what fucking political system does work, you know, but, you know, just being able to hear each other is super important. And it's probably why things like podcasts are so ubiquitous these days, because it's people sitting and talking and listening to each other, hopefully. I mean, I feel like, you certainly cultivate that on, on your podcast. And I believe that Eb does as well. And when I'm on there too, so, you know, but thanks. Thank you. Yeah. No,
1: anytime, brother. Like I said, it was um, when we connected and I don't, that part of that pod where you're just saying it's when you're in that presence and that depth of feeling, you know, that deep sense of knowing everything feels brand new again you know, that yeah. first bite of everything, that taste, that smell, that seeing, that feeling. And, you know, I pray that more and more people, you know, find that within themselves because I thought the answers were on the outside somewhere, mm. you know, yeah. and it wasn't until yeah. it was like, hang on, just go in here. And, you know, cause life was good before my spontaneous awakening as they call it. <laughs> I was losing my mind. I'm, I'm walking mm. around the, I'm walking around the parks with my, with my fiance saying, she said, what's wrong? Like, and I said, "That's the thing. Nothing's wrong. Everything's right." And okay. and it just my life prior to that awakening was good, ticking all the boxes in whatever you right. call that, you know. Right, and right. and it just went bang. The Celestine Prophecy book. It was. Uh, have you heard of that book? I think I have. I haven't read it though. It's a, about know? a yeah man goes to Peru and finds nine nine insights of the world and mm. and um, but he doesn't have a name in the book because you are the adventurer. So no, it's, I love I yeah, know. so you are the guy, and the first one synchronicities. So he, you know, yeah. synchronicities happen. Then he ends up in Peru looking for these insights, but it kept showing up like literally in front of me, and I kept yeah, putting it down, it. and it was just. That's since it. Then. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, plant medicine. Just yeah. want to touch on that a little bit. How does that coincide with your journey so far?
2: Uh, I mean, I think it's great. I think it's great. I you know everybody should should try whatever they feel called to try. Just if if like you said if it keeps showing up, see what's potentially there, you know. I don't do anything right now other than stay as other than food, you know, food and water. I'm I'm in a super uh I needed for for the work i'm doing right now i need my mind to be as clear of plant medicine alcohol anything as possible Yeah. so i've done mushrooms i've done eb and i did an ayahuasca ceremony um you know but right now i'm i'm just in i've brought it all you know home for me with nothing getting clear uh, and clean. Yeah. But those things are just they offer information. It's more it's more super valuable information. And I think it's all it's all beautiful and all part of the process and some people do it more, some people do it less, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I got called to the jungle last year to Colombia with um yeah. one of Aubrey Marcus's guys, Sean Chester the native guides. Mm. And same thing, just listen to a random pod. Next thing you know, me and him have connected. The next thing you know, I'm in the jungle, you know, Amazing. 22, 22 hours on the other side of the world by myself Amazing. You know? and, and same thing, that calling now post experience. I look back with my mind and say, what may like, how crazy is that that you did that? But right. the feeling that you get was like, I've got to go, yeah. you know, and yeah. there was an yeah. ego death involved. There was probably, I don't know, time in the infinite. And when I sort of come out of it, Sean was like, what happened? I feel like I just died and there was probably three hours there to get me back to, and he said it makes sense as to the reasons why you come this far across the other side of the world for that detachment. Um, And then everything felt brand new again. The first time I looked at my photo of my girls, the first time I took a piss, the hug, you know, the 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 detachment from the programming for that period of time really shook things up. And yeah, plant medicines do have a key role in, you know, but obviously called to, you know, you don't just go do it expecting something. It's a calling, you know, and it's up to us whether we take that calling or not.
2: Yeah. That's amazing, dude. I love that. You should come on my podcast on my uh, newsletter sometime. We should talk more about this.
1: Brother, I'll come over and see you lads and we can throw down yeah. face to face. <laughs> oh, we should. Yeah. We should. Yeah, brother. Thank well, you I'm so good. much for being um on. Thank you so much for speaking your truth and just being you because, like I said, it's as you said, if it hits one person, it hits one person. And the way you boys speak, it hits me very deep. And, you know, I'm spreading the message in Sydney of what you boys talk about. Um, yeah. I know one day I'll be able to meet you lads in person and just that truth is really authentic and powerful when, you know, you guys are doing great things.
2: Absolutely, dude. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me and let's do it again. And uh, you got to come on my newsletter podcast and um, let's just keep talking. And then anybody that wants to read the book, my book's on Amazon. Yeah. Please share. How do, how do people find you? Just if you go on Amazon, I think if you search my name, Augustus Britton. I don't know if you have show notes. You can, yep. you know, yeah, do that. The show notes. Then all my books should come up. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's real. That's it. Yeah, dude.
1: Beautiful. I'll have everything in the show notes: your Instagram, your newsletter, and also yeah. the um the books as well. Yeah. Thank you, Beautiful. dude. All right,
0: brother. Until next time. All right, man. See you, bro. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if it resonates, please share it with your family and friends and slap it with a five-star review. Also, if you want more information about Gus, please check the show notes. Uh, he's got his own podcast on Re- called Reality Now, which is on Substack. He's also got a couple books, uh, How to Kill a White Man and also A Life Worth Dying For with his brother, Eb. So please check them out. Uh, everything will be in the show notes. And until next time, let's go.